Jumping to Clarence, Texas, 12 hours later that Tuesday evening, and Marie is in her bedroom with some nice music. Her room has been completely painted by now. It shimmers with color and sound. The bed is comfortable with clean sheets, a shag rug, and a sweet record playing on low volume. Marie has just gotten off the phone with Sam. She'd been hiding the phone from Dale for a few days. She didn't know when Sam would call, and it was the easiest way she could figure to keep the line open. So that it was no calls at night with Dale and Marie. She now heard from Sam, and Sam and Marie both have a plan. Marie can probably tell Dale about the phone now. It's November in Texas, five or six days beyond Halloween, and Marie and Dale are decorating Marie's kitchen. It's close to 8 p.m. To mark their second month together, they're having a dinner date. It's Marie's idea where they will dress up in their finest clothes for a nice meal at home. Dale is so infatuated with this woman, he can't believe it. It's, it's only, only been, been two months, months but, but he's, he's wearing, wearing a tie. <laughs> but he's wearing a tie for a damn woman in her house. He is wearing a tie for a woman, denim and boots. He brought the music, which Marie has approvingly been playing in her bedroom. And he also brought her some wine. It's also in there with her and it's not bad. Dale is stirring a pot on the stove. In a few weeks, they'll be having Thanksgiving in this same room. This duplex is just a rental, but Marie has made it such a home. Dale spends nearly all his time there, and it makes sense, in a way, for Marie to invite Dale to move in. But Marie is careful with her heart and hasn't yet done so. Dale's been a perfect gentleman waiting, though, though they both kind of feel something. Man, those kids were just insane, Dale offers. Are you still thinking about Halloween? Marie asks, off in her bedroom. She's trying on a new dress. Yeah, I was just thinking about that gorilla and the Frankenstein, Dale answers. He's just added some dill and salt to the basil tomato sauce he's stirring. Dale might end up being a surprisingly good cook. Marie walks out into the kitchen. She's fitting on two imitation pearl earrings and turns to have Dale zipper up the back of her dress. I loved all the girls, she says, like the one who was dressed as a princess. Marie tilts her head forward and lifts up the back of her hair while Dale lightly touches her neck to manage the clasp. He kisses her on the back of the neck. She places her hand back at his hair. My, they really do like one another. 
Sam had just called Marie from Nashville. He'd be in Texas tomorrow afternoon and would stay at the station until she could pick him up. She hadn't told any of this to Dale. Dale doesn't even know she has a brother. How the fuck can she tell Dale about Sam? Marie is suddenly a little worried. It'll be fine. It's nothing to spoil tonight over, she thinks, and she turns around and kisses Dale in a very intentional way. As for the phone, a few days ago, to keep the line open, Marie started a game. Marie put together a solution to keep the phone line open if Sam tried calling. She hadn't figured out a way to tell Dale that Sam is visiting or who the hell Sam is. Instead, she said she just wanted to, quote, hide the phone for a few days. Hide the phone for a few days. Hide the phone for a few days. You wouldn't believe how much anything Marie would do would make instant sense to Dale. It was that kind of a lovesick connection. Hide the phone for a few days. For a week, asked Dale. What a girl, what a playful girl. For a week, asked Dale. Or maybe less, she smiled. If you're nice to me. Dale must have been very nice because four days passed and Marie suddenly offered that she'd found the phone and was ready to play phone again. Sam had called, of course, and promised to stay at the station no matter how long it took for Marie to pick him up. She flirted with the phone to Dale. She was smiling. You can call now, she said, making a phone gesture. My, you're helpful, Dale offered. I doubt I would have figured out how to do that. Don't tease, Marie cut back, smiling but serious or I'll hide it again. It's hard to describe what happens in deep love, but just this weird game with the phone, this odd, odd girl, and Dale can't believe his luck. He's so in love, can barely survive. Suddenly, there in the kitchen, Dale can't help himself. He knows he should just shut up, but he can't help it. Marie making that flirtatious joke with the phone was just the last piece of it he could stand. She is irresistible. I want to marry you, Dale says. Marie, Marie, I can't fucking keep this inside of me anymore. Marie, I'm crazy about you. You're all I think about. And I know this isn't the right time to say this, but I want to marry you. Please, Marie, you feel this too. Marie's eyes are watering. For all of her confidence that she control any situation, she's just staring at Dale, unable to speak. Her eyes are smiling, but her mouth is still struggling to find any kind of control. You have to feel this, 
Marie, am I crazy? You have to feel this. Finally, a smile comes to Marie's face, and now she's crying huge tears. She only has space for one word. Yes. Marie says yes, smiling and nodding and crying. And yes. Yes, she will. Yes, she does too. They both embrace. And despite all the decades in front of her, this is the story of the happiest moment in Marie's entire life.